Welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Drew Pavel. And joining us as always in the Sports Outsider, Phil Ranta. Why are we going so fast? I wanted to go really fast this time. It felt okay. right. It felt right to go fast. Uh, like uh, like uh, Bobby Boucher, right? No, wait. What's the guy from uh, Talladega Nights? Oh, uh, Will Ferrell. Played yeah, but he plays oh, Bobby. Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby. I want to go fast. Guy. And uh, and Lumberg was his dad. Well, it's also Jordan is the second sport. Oh, Gary Cole. Yeah, Gary Cole. Lumberg. He really gets to define the speed. You know, that's true. Like I can just yeah. say sports however I want. I Jordan came in. Says, I came in the most clipped sports I've ever said. Right? It was almost like sports clips. I said yeah. sports, and you came like in the barbershop right sports clips. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Do you see how cool. how you did that? And Phil almost involuntarily hopped in with his sports, filling in the like you would establish I think, the pattern in there. I think if you replayed it, it would sound like this. <laughs> this is a sports comedy podcast. That it is. You could probably tell from all of the talk about sports and the hilarious. Who are the linguistics? Linguistics. Linguistics <laughs> podcast. Right. I'm linguistics. <laughs> I'm linguistics too. And journey says always is the linguistics outside. Sports comedy podcast. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Joel and Jordan know very much about sports. I am Phil, and I don't know much about sports. And that's the premise. Impressively little about yeah. sports. Because this is now episode uh, 343. I've picked up very little. I don't yeah. think... I, I don't want to... I. You do this sometimes, and I know it's not uh, like to try to hurt our self-esteem or anything, but when you say the number, yeah, it, I don't know, it makes me feel bad. Why? I don't know, just because the number itself is impressive, Yeah, but then I think about uh, how far we've come, and it's it's not a lot. No. Yeah. You see? We do this for ourselves. <laughs> Apparently. For I the mean, most part. Our yeah. studio is much nicer than the one we used to record it. Oh, yeah. No, this is the studio, got, studio, studio is amazing. It's got everything amazing. to do with Phil moving. Yeah. Yeah. No, Phil's, Phil's professional success... <laughs> <laughs> basically is our success as a podcast. Yeah, yeah, the past seven years have been really good for me. You know? <laughs> like, really good. Yeah, and this, and, is, this and, is like the only part of your life that hasn't been working out. Yeah, that's true. Everything <laughs> and, else has been gravy. And yeah. through trickle-down philonomics, we've gotten a nicer studio, yep. nicer yep. microphones. Right. Headphones, See, it about does the same. Work. They're the exact same headphones. Yeah. Not about the same. These are the same headphones we had since day one of podcasting. You got a new computer? Yeah, I did. My last computer is it's over there in the corner. It's about as pooped out as a computer can be. But you can't just throw it in the garbage. Someone will take out the hard drive to steal your bank information. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you know what you probably should have done? Regular updates. Oh, yeah. <laughs> probably should have. You skipped those, and it's not good for the computer. Well, also, I had that computer for 11 years. Have, and for an Apple product, that's pretty impressive. Has anyone been watching the NBA or NHL playoffs? Did not know those were going on. <laughs> There's our sports outside. Yeah. All right. Well, it's a good thing uh, that you don't, I guess, because you'll be getting burritos. But we're going to have Thanos. Are you familiar with Thanos? Oh, yeah. The world breaker. Right. Thanos. Yeah. He's, he's from Avengers. Right. The uh, MCU. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to do a spoiler alert for Infinity War, right? But I guess we kind of have to. Well, we'll uh, spoiler alert. Yeah, oh, I guess. No, this is a spoiler. To know that was from the movie like Infinity three years War. ago. It, yeah, it's like, a spoiler alert from Infinity War. So he, Thanos he, is a bad guy. Yeah, he gets the Infinity Stones. Oh. He snaps his fingers and kills half of the entire universe. Even, even I know that. But yeah. I believe we're going to have him on because we wanted to hear some of his ideas. Because apparently it's not just uh, it, <laughs> society writ large that he yeah. wants to engineer. He's got some very specific ideas about sports. So yeah. here's here's the argument that's happening online. Is he a libertarian icon or a liberal icon? Why would I don't, he be a liberal icon? 
Uh, there's the articles written by people smarter than me that seem to have a point of view on that. <laughs> I think I think he's neither because I don't think anyone wants to destroy half of all people. But well, the the reason why he wanted to do it is because he said he was running out of resources. And this right, is like but that's but that's thing. but also that's like just be. Nah, Maybe he's a conservative I, icon. I don't think he's an. I think he's fascist. Oh. He wants to singularly himself kill half of all people. So he's a Trump guy. But he can't snap hey. his fingers and do anything. Well, say, really in true. fairness, you know, I think if he tried to snap his fingers, he'd probably miss. He's got he, chubby he little fingers. He could be a liberal yeah. in the Joseph Stalin slash Mao Zedong mold. Right, right. Yeah. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. Extreme. Well, again, but that's fascism, they basically. They for yeah. horrible mismanagement of the economy to take out people instead of collecting the infinity stuff. So he's a right. totalitarian... Yeah. And we really don't know his economic views. Yeah, but we should really, ask him. There's, there's, <laughs> we'll have him we'll on. Have on. There's, no, there's no important differences between right wing and left wing when you get to totalitarianism. Right, exactly. They're all, they're yeah. all just the same asshole. Yeah. And I think he's a fashion icon. <laughs> he's got that gold and purple armor. Ooh. Yeah, anyway, I got to say, looking. though, I think the gauntlet with all of those gems is a little busy. Yeah, tacky. Feels like costume jewelry. Right. Yeah. Like, that's like, not real. Well, how, about, how about something a little more elegant? I mean, it, it was created by a Norse god who was, uh, you know. Look, we're going to ask him about sports, Phil. Right. No, that's, that's what fair. we're going to do. We're going to grill him on sports. He's got some ideas on sports. Do we got a wide weird world? Do you. Do you? Are you uh, doing? Did you just have a stroke? I'm pretty sure we don't have one of those. Do you have a? Are you you having a segment today? A wide world of weird sports. That's the one. Goddamn right, I do. Thanks, Phil. You're welcome. And news, news, news. Yep. Yep. But first, NFL draft update. Watch update. NFL draft update. Watch update. Brought to you by Final Draft, a screenwriting software for people who sit at Starbucks and have dreams. Boy, I don't think beyond the word draft, I don't think there's any overlap between the final well, draft. Well, this group is a sports comedy podcast. I'm sure a lot of aspiring writers <laughs> listen to this <laughs> podcast. You bet. A lot of aspiring comedy writers, even. Yeah. yeah unless they hear sports first and then right. poof. Yeah. Right. But but Joel doesn't listen. <laughs> yeah. Right? I'm I'm here while we record it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. NFL draft invades Bachelorette Party Central. Nice. Subheadline, invaders greeted as liberators by most locals. Oh. Uh, the NFL draft had humble beginnings. It began as an event that ESPN televised to literally fill airtime, and Jets fans attended just so they could boo their own team. Ouch. Yep. It's morphed into a date on the NFL calendar, as memorable as the Super Bowl, or when you're getting your fantasy RB1 back from his domestic assault suspension. Oh, yeah. Yikes. As such, the event has started traveling like the Super Bowl, going to Chicago, then Philadelphia, and this past weekend, Nashville. <laughs> Now, I lived in Nashville for two months. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm practically a local. I remember that. Music City. Music City, USA, Smashville. Barbecue. The Protestant Vatican. Yeah. Um, Though, if you ask me, a less impressive musical history than Memphis. Yeah. But still, you go to to South Have you you been to both of those places, Joel? (laughs) I've been to neither. Live music at every bar every night. my personal musical taste, Memphis produced all of the the best stuff. Now, Joel, you got to go to the honky-tonks. You'll hear tequilas make your clothes come off every fucking bar. Uh, I want... People love that song. I like stacks and sound studios. Oh, yeah. Anyway, it's a town built on live music, and not just country anymore. It's yep. live music period. There's a lot of rock. There's a good scene. East Nashville is a great indie scene. Jack Ooh. White lives in Nashville. Uh, and in my experience there, I learned two things. 90% of all bands have a serviceable cover 
of Folsom Prison Blues. Oh, I'm going to try oh, that again. Folsom Prison Blues. 90% of all bands have a serviceable cover of Folsom Prison Blues. That's true. And of those bands, two-thirds of them use it as their opener. Oh, I believe it. Because with the upright bass, it's actually a really kick-ass opener. And it gets people yeah. on the dance floor. Uh, but if there's a third thing I learned uh, when I was in Nashville, it's that's the undisputed bachelorette party capital of the United States. Wow. I believe that's yeah. true. Uh, Lower Broadway is a sea of matching shirts that say Nash Bash, Smashville, Last mm. Fling, Before the Ring. I would have thought Gash Bash, but... Oh, God. Gross. See, here's... here's oh. No, 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 Joel, this is actually good. You set up my next point. Yeah. And I think the one of the things that separates Nashville from L- Las Vegas, because while there's a large amount, there's a large amount of uh, bachelor parties in Nashville, there are virtually no bachelor parties. Okay. Because guys are trash. <laughs> that's, that's why they all wish... Especially you, Joel. Yeah. That just was gross. It like, was just a joke. Girls just really... want to have fun, and guys are trash. Yeah. Uh, that's why some like a lot of guys go to Vegas. A lot of guys go to New Orleans. Some girls go to Vegas. Some girls go to New Orleans. All of them go to Nashville. It's right. very centrally located. That makes sense. Uh, this past weekend, the NFL draft brought in 600,000 fans, effectively doubling the population of the city. And some bachelorette party weekends were... Kind of ruined. Oh, no. The lines at the popular bars and music venues were longer if there were lines at all, meaning they weren't just closed for private parties. Oh, yeah. Uh, So local news stations and news outlets wrote uh, fluff pieces about the topic uh, that we should more accurately call gruff pieces. (laughs) Yikes. Take it from a woman in Nashville wearing a bride shirt courtesy of Fox 17. (laughs) I don't want to hang out with a bunch of football guys. Like, I'm good. I already have to watch football on Sundays. I don't need to see any more of that. Ooh, that's that's <laughs> kicking the marriage off on the wrong foot. Another woman quoted in these pieces said, "We come here to listen to country music, not hang out with football boys." So that's right, right, right away. That's two strikes against a group of people known as football guys slash boys. Yeah, yeah, neither of which, neither of those terms, make me at all happy about the fact that I watch football. <laughs> <laughs> And, we, and, and another, uh, this is what a bridesmaid said in one of the pieces. When do they start planning the draft? Because I feel like I just found out about this. <laughs> okay. Okay, not to be mean. They announced Nashville will be hosting the draft 11 months ago. Yeah. Wait, was that bridesmaid me? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so I guess yeah. with regards to the NFL and their attitude towards these bridesmaids, you could say that they threw a draft in Nashville just to watch them die. Okay. Okay. Sure. <laughs> okay. Well, accepted. Uh, but basically, <laughs> they st- they said they were hosting draft around eleven months ago, which was likely before or around the time you started planning the last ride for the bride. <laughs> so you don't have an excuse here. Yeah. Mm. And also, it shouldn't be the bachelor like bachelorette parties were complaining, but this is where the maids of honor really should be taking the heat. Yeah. You have two jobs. At the wedding, you give a speech. If you're a sister of the bride, you say she's like a best friend. If you're the best friend of the bride, you say she's like a sister, and you cry. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's not your job to know about football, but you are basically in charge of logistics, okay, for the bachelorette party. That is your other job. Yeah. You have to get the strange out of the hotel suite the morning after Mm -hmm. and the morning after pills. Mm -hmm. You're in charge of the bachelorette party. That's on you, (laughs) okay? And I mean, it also, it sucks for the bachelorette parties, okay, that this happened, but they, they couldn't get in the bars and clubs. But what about all these former band kids who instead of playing for groups of woo girls, are playing for jocks. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Ooh. Things aren't going to turn out good for them. No. Boy, no matter how good your Folsom Prison Blues <laughs> is. Hey, nerd! <laughs> What's up with that weird looking guitar? It's all big. Boons, Play boons, the boons, NFL boons, Films boons, music. Boons, boons, boons. Uh, but guess what? 
Locals what? don't care because they hate the bachelorette parties. Hey, <laughs> good. And they probably love them some football because country boys love football. They sure do. Yeah. NFL draft update, watch update. NFL Draft Update Watch Update brought to you by Final Draft Screenwriting Software. It's got the word draft in it, so it works. <laughs> news, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports Podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Ennis Cantor gets support of Players Union in dispute with NBA Turkey Twitter account and Nuggets fans. Whoa, that was a lot of info. It was uh, a lot of info. Dennis. <laughs> Dennis. 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 Ennis. Dennis. Yeah. Sub headline, you know, at the end of the day, really, you're just doing it for the love of the players union. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, The National Basketball Players Association issued a statement on Thursday in support of Ennis Cantor as after the Turkish big man took to social media to call out mistreatment from Denver Nugget fans and the NBA Turkey Twitter account. Wait, what? Wait, NBA yeah. Turkey? Yeah, I'm going to need a little oh, more yeah. context here. We are getting there. Okay. okay. Learn uh, me something. Yeah. The National Basketball Association fully supports our players using the plat- their platform to stand up for their beliefs and the principles they support. We stand with Ennis and, as with all of our players, will work to ensure that he is treated with respect. Uh, the key moment here is that after playing a vital role in the Portland Trail Players' Game 2 win over the Nuggets on Wednesday... Center Cantor was curiously left out of a tweet by the NBA Turkey Twitter account referencing the top performers from Can the game. Can you stop saying NBA Turkey Twitter account without explaining what the hell right. is going on there? Uh, so to be clear, there's like an official NBA Turkey Twitter like account. Like the country of Turkey. The country of Turkey. In Turkish. In Turkish. Is talking about Has their the own NBA. Twitter account being like, hey... Here's your NBA action for the week. And this is because, uh, of like, is this supposed to be like we're following the Turkish players in the NBA? Uh, I think it's, it's, it's at least hypothetically, that would be a part of why they're doing okay. it. Okay. Of course, they did not this time. Oof. Yeah. Uh, and this is after uh, Ennis Cantor, 15 points and nine boards. Okay. Legit. Uh, and is he Turkish? He is. Okay. Turkish. Uh, so I know what you're thinking. Why did they uh, not specifically call him out? Why is he being so petty about a tweet? I'm thinking a lot of Turkey? things, and that was not yeah. one of them. Uh, well, okay. But the the first one is that you know he, he legit had one of the better games. And if you're thinking to yourself, oh, well, it's probably just because there's so many NBA players from Turkey. I would that doubt that. they can't that. mention them all after every game. Yeah, there's only 200 and some characters. Right? Yeah, you, you are correct, Phil. Yeah. There's five. Right. There are five active Turkish players in the NBA right now. Right. One of them scored 15 points and dropped nine boards in a game two playoff win. You know what? This is, this is kind of like uh, this is like Game of Thrones where there's only like two people of color, but there's like 300 characters, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's not necessarily the one I would have gone with. But right. Yeah. <laughs> I would think, honestly, for a country like Turkey, getting five players in this prestigious league, that's still pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Should Turkey. be pretty good. You would think that they would celebrate them. Yeah. Why? Why would they not? What what could NBA uh, NBA Turkey Twitter possibly have going that it would not mention NSK? Who's the tweeter? Because after all, he is the best active Turkish player in the NBA. And okay, Phil, before you start, I can already hear you saying that I am overlooking Furkan Korkmaz or that Ursan Ilyasova has actually played more games so far. 
But I just got to say that my we could argue about Turkish basketball players all day. We got to move on, okay? Those sounded more like Russian names. Phil! What? They did. Phil! 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 Look, I just Phil. think not, that turkey's delicious and mashed potatoes. We're not doing this. Again. We're not doing this. We're not doing God, this. We're not. Sorry, good. unbelievable. I'm sorry, Joel. He will not let it go. I do love turkey. Him and Furkan Korkmaz, I guess. Furkan Korkmaz. Tide Pods. Tide Pods. Yeah. No, this is political, guys. Like, not, oh, he's always a little short with me in the locker room, so I'm going to write a mean blog about him. No, like, state censorship political. Oh, my God. Yeah, because Kantner is effectively banned from returning to his home country and has a warrant for his arrest in Turkey. He can't nerd come back, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm glad that you're filling in on those. Just got to jump in. I'm reading through here. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't write that myself. That's a what Joel joke. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been I mean, it's ever. not I'm quite really a Joel sorry. joke because yeah. everyone laughed at it. But uh, yeah, yeah. A, Okay. Oh, all right. That's, I'm mean, just saying. All right. Really, a Joel joke is more about making fun of me. Than yeah, <laughs> than really. That's true. Yeah. Uh, in January, officials in Istanbul were seeking a red notice through Interpol, asking law enforcement to detain and hand Cantor over to Turkish authorities. Why? This guy got a Dewey or something? Believe it or not, I was about to say, Phil, (laughs) Cantor is an outspoken critic of Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan. He of the last name that is not pronounced at all like you think it would be. What, Erdogan? Yeah. And he's a supporter of the Muslim cleric uh, Fethullah Gulen, who I think that's the guy who lives in Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, Fethullah Gulen? Oh, yeah. uh, uh, of the Pittsburgh Goulins. Ah, yeah. yes. Now, yeah. Old money, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this goes a little deeper uh, than just a passive-aggressive teat. A teat. <laughs> what is A passive-aggressive teat. <laughs> you know, like when a cow... Why are you having like... problems milking the cow? Got a passive-aggressive teat. <laughs> yeah. He kept saying things like, oh... You put on weight. You, your hand don't know how to milk good leather hands. Massive grip deep. But okay, so why is the NBA also supporting Cantor for going after Nuggets fans? You know? Uh, uh, so the Nuggets fans started chanting Cantor sucks in the final minutes of the game after he received uh, a technical foul. Can I guess why? Is it because the Nuggets fans are all Turkish? <laughs> Wrong. Oh, okay. Believe it or not, the Turkish community in Denver, as I'm aware, is not large enough to fill a basketball stadium. Fair enough. Go on. Uh, but who knows? Uh, so they were can- chanting Cantor sucks, but they're a uh, Cantor sucks. But there was one specific heckle from one Nuggets fan uh, that uh, Cantor relayed to people that sort of stands out. He was told, "Go back to Turkey." Oh wait, you can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a, that's a good heckle. That's, as far as heckles go, yeah, that's a good one. And he says, "Erdogan, go back." Oh my god, that's so good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. oh, me and that heckler are gonna go on the road, yeah. right? So, so I, I will say now, I have engaged in some pretty rough heckling in my day. I once uh, went after John Rocker so mercilessly that he ultimately gave up the game-winning home run uh, to the Tigers. Yeah, that yeah. Y- you did. You did a valuable service to your team that Absolutely. day. Absolutely true story. I am very proud of it. Just notice how I went out of my way to slip it into this piece. Yeah, right. <laughs> I tell everybody. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it is funnier than you think after it starts with "Go back to Turkey." Uh, because go back to immediately. That, that, that's bad. Not okay. Yeah, not you're right. A- he brings it back a little by being clever, but it's also very hurtful. Like, uh, you know, what are you going to art galleries and giving shit to Ai Weiwei? Huh? Like, yeah. 
go back to China. Oh, wait, you're a dissident who can't. Right. Yeah. And he's like, I, way, way, I went way, way, way too far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, I <laughs> and if we're going to start going after people's nationalities, it could get pretty ugly. Ugly. Is German what is up with you guys talking today? Both of you guys are mushmouth today. <laughs> We're talking fun. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, is German Dirk Nowitzki going to have to be subjected to people going, hey, why don't you go lend Greece an absurd amount of money? <laughs> Oof. Or do you tell uh, Frenchman Tony Parker, Notre Dame, more like Notre Dame, your church is on fire. <laughs> no, I think we can all agree that that is out of bounds. Out of bounds because of basketball. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Well played. See, I do jokes too. <laughs> kind of. Joining us now on the podcast is the world breaker, Thanos. Hello, Joel. Hello, Jordan. Yeah, thanks for... Uh, I know you're crouching down a lot. Oh, my God. Sunrise. You are large. You are. I've seen you on the big screen, but seeing you in person, you are a very large man, I, I assume. I heard that the hand jewelry adds about 10 feet. <laughs> It looks, oh, it looks, yeah. is it heavy? It looks this heavy. This is my infinity gauntlet. Nothing is heavy to me. I hold entire worlds inside of my hand. Even the worlds that you like. With a snap of my fingers, I could kill everyone in this studio. Oh, Thanos, if, if you're holding worlds in your hand, you definitely should not snap your fingers. That it, would be really the, irresponsible. More of a metaphorical. <laughs> I don't really have a world in my hand. Oh. It's a metaphor, Jewel. It's okay. not like that song. He's got the whole world. Wait, is that a metaphor too? Mm. Don't you remember a few years ago when I snapped my fingers and half of the world? Oh, it was, it was got off base there. Sorry, Thanos. Yeah, it was like a year and a half ago or a yes. year ago. I remember yeah. it was Infinity War. I watched it the whole time in the movie. They said they kept saying, "If Thanos gets the you, the if, Infinity Stones. If he gets it, he can snap his fingers." And, and make half the people disappear. And the whole time, I thought they were being figurative about the, the snapping. You know, I didn't get to see that part. I didn't actually watch the movie that's based on this real happening. <laughs> but then when you did get everything, you snapped it. And then half of the world Spider-Man. disappeared. Very sad. And for the worlds that I already conquered, like Gamora's home planet. Half gone. Half was already gone from the first time I conquered it. Now Me they're down there. And Asgard already had half gone, right? Yes. Yeah. To be so fair, they're though, a quarter now. Asgard being the opposite quarter of quarter of Asgard. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I. But I now always... I've changed my sights over to the sporting world. Yeah, I guess. Now you had some ideas about wanting to cull the population for environmental reasons. There's that... not enough room in sports to sustain all of these teams. Really? I mean, I'm that's... a compassionate god. How is how so? Well, after the first round of the playoffs. With a snap of my fingers, half the teams will turn to dust. Okay. And by turn to dust, I mean we'll be have to wait until next year to play. Oh. Uh, so you mean like uh, NBA playoffs, 16 teams make the it. The losing each teams, time. I will snap my fingers, and they will no longer be allowed to play that year. Oh, that's uh, okay. I mean, just so you're aware, that's, that's not because you're snapping your fingers. Oh, that's... I'm not done. Oh? When there's only eight left, they'll play again. And with a snap of my fingers, the losing teams will not be able to play again until next year. Then they'll be four. Right, and then we're in the yeah, conference no, finals. And we're in conference finals. Yeah, that's, that's how it Down to now. four. Play a game. Snap my fingers down to two. Oh, so okay. now we're talking about the NBA finals. It's very exciting. And their God that they'll bow down before 
will snap my fingers when the final two teams play, and there will only be one champion, the strongest, and they'll win the trophy. Sounds like you're you're pulling from Highlander there, but that really that's, that's exactly that's exactly how it it works. That's out. how every compassionate god should treat their sporting league. Well, I mean, I don't know that Adam Silver or uh, David Stern before him were compassionate gods, but and they then set up I'll a finally get to watch the sun rise over a better world. My life's purpose has been fulfilled. Where there's only one team that wins a league in a year. I mean, that's that's always that's always how it's worked. Always how it's worked in the mind of a compassionate God. Well, let's let's let me walk and, you through something else. I think maybe okay, bigger yeah. numbers is going to help you. Are you familiar with March Madness? Do you fill out a bracket every year? March Madness was actually this year the first year where their God's gentle hand participated. So oh, I'm sorry. So you filled out a bracket? No. Oh. I was controlling March Magnus with my infinity gauntlet. I'm sorry, how do you mean? And the power within my fingers. Okay, so... First there were 64, and then they all played a game, and with the snap of my fingers, there were 32. Well, I mean, there's the, that's, there's that's, the playing round. There was too many, not enough resources to sustain 64 teams. But then when I saw 32, I thought this is too many games as well. And after they played with the snap of my fingers, there was 16. And then after they played with the snap of my fingers, there was 8. That's the Elite 8. Play snap 8. Play snap 4. The final 4. They even have fun names for all of these. Yeah. And then there was only one who could bow down before their compassionate God, the breaker of worlds. It was Virginia, I don't remember right? that. Did Thanos. that happen during the One Precious Moment montage? No, I mean, this is, kind of, this is kind of how it happens. And I, and I, I wanna... was in the front row, now, I, when you... sitting next to Spike Lee. <laughs> oh, right, because he's there with uh, <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson yeah. and yeah. Jim Nance. And, yeah. um, could you snap your fingers and oh, get Charles rid Barkley. of uh, Charles Barkley and Jim Nance? I couldn't, no. <laughs> I'm so we keep we keep Samuel Jackson and, and Spike Lee. Yeah. Okay. Of those, of those four, that's yeah, the two okay, that I think yeah, I know. Okay, yeah. They bring Maybe no Barkley over Jackson. They're of sure. no threat to my infinity gauntlet. Can I ask you real quick about, I know you, you said the, there are not enough resources for that many teams. Yes. I want to stop you right there. I want to ask you, I think, I think there are enough uh, athletic sneakers, mm-hmm. athletic shorts, uniforms, mm-hmm. Gatorade. Are these the, are these the resources? It's that you're- sustainable now. But look to the future. Children will die in the streets because there's 64 teams playing every week. Well, it's only who has the time to watch it all? Who has the money? I mean, there's still enough Gatorade for those players and for me to go get some from 7-Eleven. Oh, but imagine when the Gatorade runs dry. I don't want to live. I don't want to live in that world. The thirst will be so deep that. That more than half will die. Well, I don't. I'll be honest. I'm a compassionate guy. I don't want to uh, imagine a world with no Gatorade. They disappear without pain. Thanos, have you ever considered uh, conducting a genocide by way of like a round robin style? I have thought of it. I thought that that would be far too time consuming. Mm, that's yeah, a fair point. Too many games, really, yeah. too Those much using up of on, resources. Yeah. <clears throat> Some no, people want to be like soccer. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to see that many. I've games. heard people say, "Hey, Thanos." And I say, yeah. And they go, I'm not bothering your lunch, am I? And I said, no, go ahead. Well, this person's they, pretty bold. <laughs> and they say, instead, why don't you snap your fingers and double your resources instead? Right. Yeah, this is a common, I've seen this online. And to that I say, there's not enough room for that many resources. 
Okay. Got to get rid of resources. Yeah, you NBA have, teams. Imagine spotty. if every town had two stadiums. Does omnipotence? Where would they be? park? <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of towns there have two stadiums. Wouldn't be enough parking. Well, like Chicago has a guaranteed rate field no and Wrigley Field. God would want that many cars parking in one day. Well, they have a pretty good mass transit system in Chicago. Could they also, MLB schedules them so they're never in town on the same day. Oh, well, isn't that nice? Yeah, no, it's the really good. The trains would be so full that commuters would have problems getting to work on time. So wait a and second. And economies would crumble. Jordan, it would be March Madness. Are you telling me that if I live in Chicago, I can get season tickets to both the White Sox and the Cubs and see all of the games? Absolutely. That is absolutely what I'm saying. Not when a compassionate God is through with Chicago sports teams. With a snap of my fingers, either the White Sox or the Cubs or just half of the players from both teams would disappear into dust. I'm okay with that. Yeah, how, how does it work in terms of the halfsies? I, can, I I am I hold the power of the soul stone. I can do whatever I want. So do you I decide who disintegrates realities. and who doesn't? Of course I do. Oh wow! So you why'd you pick Spider Man? I don't know why I had Captain Marvel survive. That was real dumb. Uh, that was a dumb, the real bonehead. Yeah, move. no, she was kind of key in the end. There, she was very key. Or are we talking about the new movie now? No. <laughs> I'm talking about what you can see from the previews. The new movie hadn't happened yet, hasn't happened yet in this timeline. Hasn't it? Can't you tell by the it? fact that I'm here yeah, he's, talking yeah. about Infinity Wars and not talking about Endgame? <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. Now, but I have seen Captain Marvel because we're somewhere between the Captain Marvel universe, <laughs> which happened in the 80s, yeah, what? and the current universe. What's her deal? I don't understand. Quick question about uh, when, uh, so you doing the half-seas thing. Is it just the playoffs? That's what we call it on my planet. Half-seas? The half-seas thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's what a compassionate God calls a mass genocide. Do you think it's just during the playoffs that you're doing this? You're not actually making them disappear, and you're not having the amount of teams that play in the regular season? I don't think you fully understand my master plan, Jordan. Okay. There's too many games, not too many athletes. We need to get rid of half the games each round, or there'll be far too many games. Again, compassionate God. All right, Thanos. Um, I control the playoffs like Barry Culpepper. Larry Culpepper is his name. He created the playoffs. There was a Barry Culpepper (laughs) till the snap of my fingers. (laughs) Then you made him disappear. And one of the identical twins was gone. Oh. Let me ask you a couple of quick things. No more Diet Dr. Pepper here. If you had to snap your fingers and have just Coke or Pepsi, what would it be? I've taken the Pepsi challenge, and I know that Pepsi is a superior drink. Wow. Coca-Cola would be gone, disintegrating to dust. I like this game. All right, snap your fingers, Beatles or Stones. I would have them both go away. (laughs) And I would keep the Who in MC5. Oh, yeah, here we go. (laughs) Bold choice. Okay, uh... Fast food restaurants, McDonald's or Burger King? Burger King would be spared my vengeance today <laughs> as McDonald's fast food disintegrated into fatty dust. Burgers or, Wen- or Burger King or Wendy's? That's an easy choice. Wendy's would reign supreme. <laughs> there we go. And live for many years while the Whopper bowed at my feet and I said, not today. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Thanos. Yeah. This has been enlightening. Do you want me to call this podcast Jeweler Jordan?
No, no, no. Let's no. just no. Let's yeah. just Joel. Pick Joel. God, Wait, pick Joel. Cherry Slurpee or Blue Raspberry? Pick, just pick Joel. Just pick Joel. <laughs> I like Diet Mountain Dew and Blue Raspberry. Okay. The rest of the Slurpees will turn into icy dust. <laughs> And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Oh, it's wide world of sports. I'm really wide world of sports. Wide world of weird sports. What do we have for this week? This week's wide world of weird sports. Bob Euchre. Oh, yeah. Robert George Euchre, born January 26th, 1934, never forget, is an American former Major League Baseball player and current sportscaster. Comedian and actor. Ooh. Yeah, he's an old, old comedian and actor. Uh, fastidiously dubbed Mr. Baseball by TV talk show host Johnny Carson. Euchre has served to as a play-by-play announcer for the Milwaukee Brewers radio broadcast since 1971. Oh, I did not realize it was that long. Yeah. Yeah, oh, wow. Well, he was honored by the National Baseball Hall of Fame with its 2003 Ford C. Frick Award in recognition of his broadcasting career. Do you know what he, the first thing he said when he got to the podium was? Was that? You know, I really thought I should have gotten in as a player. <laughs> I don't think he... Did he really say that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, I couldn't yeah. tell if you were doing a bit or you were doing a bit of his bit. That was his bit. No, that was his bit. Oh, okay. So I got to be... He's really funny. I got to be honest. I'm going to go ahead and skip the playing career part. It's not that impressive. No, he's not, no. not that good. Not much of a player. That's why that was a joke. Yeah. And also, they've got a shot of him in his 1962... Uh, outfit as a baseball player. Not a handsome man. Ooh, I'm going to see. Hang on. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he's... Uh, he's Here you go. I'm going to turn it around so Jordan can see. That's what he looked like oh, as a young fella. You know fella. what? He's aged well. Yeah, he I feel be- like he, he looks, better looks better now, now than he does. Yeah. As a kid, wow. Like, if you... <laughs> I mean, it really... Just, Born like, with a rough. nose like a boozer. Yeah, he was. It looks like he's gotten a couple hits to the old, <laughs> the old face, you know? Uh, so, broadcasting career. After retiring as a player, Yuka returned to Milwaukee in 1971. And he began calling the play-by-play for Milwaukee Brewers radio broadcast, a position he holds to this day. During his tenure, he mentored Pat Hughes, Jim Powell, Corey Provis, and Joe Block. I assume those are other broadcasters. For other MLB teams, yeah. Yeah. So he mentored a bunch, like the next Bob Eukers of a bunch of other things. Except the radio is dying, so maybe not. (laughs) Not for baseball! (laughs) But let's talk about his sports expertise outside baseball. So Euchre's sports expertise extends beyond baseball. He hosted two syndicated television uh, shows, Bob Eukers' Wacky World of Sports... And Bob Euchre's War of the Stars. The, the former is what this segment is based upon. Yes. It's a wacky world of sport, kind of, you know? Yeah. We, yeah, you think about we it. do weird. He does wacky. We yeah, absolutely stole that, and that makes doing Bob Euchre a little bit tricky in retrospect. Uh, yeah. It's, We've feels- done so many episodes, we forgot that we stole it from Bob Euchre. <laughs> right. The world's kind of falling in on itself. I feel like I'm way more handsome than young Bob Euchre, though. Not way, not way. The former has uh, since been uh, become known as the lighter side of sports. 
albeit with a different host, Mike Golick, and remains one of the longest-running syndicated sports programs in American television history. I don't think I'm that bad-looking, guys. I've never heard of that. Uh, Euchre also appeared in a series of commercials for the Milwaukee Admirals of the American Hockey League in the mid-1990s, including one where he redesigned the team's uniforms to feature a garish plaid reminiscent of the loud sports coats synonymous with Euchre in the 70s and 80s. (laughs) It's a good bet. Yeah, I yeah. gotta look up these commercials. These are hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's talk about him as a wrestling announcer. In March 1987, Euchre appeared at the WWF, now known as the WWE, WrestleMania 3 in Pontiac, Michigan, as the ring announcer for the pay-per-view's main event, Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. Wow. Ooh. An event I've watched on video many times. So you're familiar with Bob Euchre, apparently. I would never have been able to place him. <laughs> I never. I do not remember. I remember every move that happened in that match. I don't remember any of the commentary. Oh, God, Phil. Yeah. So he returned in 1988 as WrestleMania 4's ringside announcer, commentator during the Battle Royale and backstage interviewer. So he got to do the fun stuff. So that's cool. Humor. <laughs> Known for his humor, particularly about his undistinguished playing career. That's good. He yeah. knows who he is. Euchre actually became much more better known after he re- retired from playing. He made some 100 guest appearances on Johnny Carson's Tonight Show. During one Tonight Show appearance, during during one Tonight Show appearance, Carson asked him what the biggest thrill of his professional baseball career was, and with his typical dry wit, Euchre replied, "Watching a fan fall out of the upper deck in Philadelphia. The crowd booed." <laughs> Pretty good. Oh, man. It's a good That's bet. for you. You see they booed Bryce Harper the other day? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Barely a month into a 13-year contract. <laughs> and off we go. Good for yeah. them. Uh, most of his wisecracks poked fun at himself. He once joked that after he hit a grand slam off pitcher Ron Herbel, when his manager came out to get him, he was bringing Herbel's suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> On another occasion, he quipped, Sporting goods companies would pay me not to endorse their product. <laughs> oh, Bob. Yeah. Later in his acting career, he commented, even when I played baseball, I was acting. <laughs> <laughs> so Euchre also appeared in a number of humorous commercials, most notably for Miller Lite Beer as one of the Miller Lite All-Stars. He also uh, authored two books, an autobiography titled Catcher in the Rye, W-R-Y, and <laughs> Catch 222. In recognition of his humor, the children's joke books, Just for Kicks, 600 Knockout Jokes, Puns, and Riddles About Sports, is dedicated to Euchre, oh. as well as Max Patkin and Bill Veek for keeping Bill baseball fun. Bill Veck. There's two E's in Veck, right? Veck sure, is in Rec. Pretty sure we already did Bill Veck on a previous Wide World of Weird Sports. Sorry. <laughs> uh, let's talk about health issues. Wait, <laughs> we're not. We, we have yet to mention the thing that I feel like people best know Bob Euchre for. Acting roles. There you go. Uh, all right. So what, what acting roles do people know him for? Uh, he was the character of the father and sports writer George Owens in Mr. Belvedere. I've never seen Mr. Belvedere. Okay. He made cameo appearances in The O.C. and Stiggs, Fatal Instinct, Who's the Boss, DC Follies, and Late Line. No, none of these. He I was, feel like even you know this one, Phil. Uh, he was the voice of Bob Uecker in Futurama episode, A Leela of Her Own. Oh, uh, he was another prominent role was Harry Doyle, the broadcaster for the Cleveland Indians there in the Major League Film Trilogy. <laughs> 
Oh, I didn't know he was in three. Apparently he oh, did. Yeah. Ball yeah. four went to the outside corner and missed it. <laughs> just a bit outside. <laughs> Remember when he throws the ball wildly and he yeah. says just a bit outside? That's yep. the one. Yep. That's the That's one. That's a good one. All right, that's all I got for you. <laughs> okay. And that brings an end to another wide world of weird sports. Oh, I now know who he is, and I couldn't place it until I read that very line. Very end. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to close another sports. 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 Podcast. Before we go, we're going to bring back our guest, Thanos, to give you all of our contact it's information. It's me, Thanos. Yeah, I want you to give all the contact information. Do not give half. With a snap of my fingers. I can make half of the social media platforms disappear. You know what? I'm actually okay Yeah, with let's that. go yeah, for let's it. Okay. Let's eliminate half of them. You can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. That's facebook.com slash sports number three podcast where me and fellow God Mark Zuckerberg control the world. <laughs> and with a snap of my fingers, my space is gone. <laughs> oh, you can find us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. That's twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. And now I snap my fingers again and Friendster turns into dust. Well, Twitter's not exactly killing it, but. Or you can find all of our back episodes at anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. That's anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. And I snap my fingers again and goodbye Napster. It's gone. Hey guys. Joel. Joel. Which one is Mr. Belvedere? Bye, Joel. Bye, Joel.